0: We have been uh, walking through this series on the Holy Spirit and over three weeks we've um, established a few things. Um, the first week we talked about the fact that Jesus says it is better for us that he go away and we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us than for Jesus to stay and be right here beside us. And so we talked about that and that's quite an amazing statement and as one uh, that we have to give considerable thought and attention to because if that's true, then you and I, it's really important that we foster and develop that relationship with the Holy Spirit. If, if the Holy Spirit should be as much a part of our life as if Jesus was walking beside us, it's important that we develop that relationship with the Holy Spirit. Then the second week, I, we, we walk through the Old Testament. And we talked about the fact that the Holy Spirit primarily dwelt among people for a particular, you know, came upon a particular person at a particular time for a particular purpose. So the Holy Spirit would come upon Gideon or he would come upon Samson or he would come upon King David at a particular time for a particular purpose. And then in the New Testament, last week we talked about that the fact that the Holy Spirit now in the new New Testament age, the Holy Spirit dwells within us, not just among us, not just around us, but He dwells in us, and He believe um, He dwells in every believer, everyone that has come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit dwells in, and He is. He is there, and he's there to stay to guarantee our salvation until the day we go home to heaven. Now, I want to say just a couple more things about that. A couple verses I didn't work in uh, last week before I go in to talk about what I want to this week. John chapter 3, verse 5, where um, Jesus is having the conversation with Nicodemus. And... Jesus answers Nicodemus and he says, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and of spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. Now, being born of water, that refers to water baptism. And then being born of the Spirit refers to the Holy Spirit coming in, dwelling within us when we ask Jesus to be our Savior. Um, When we repent of our sins and ask Jesus to come in, the Holy Spirit comes in and dwells within us. And and you see the same twofold order when you go to Acts chapter 2, verse 38. In Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter has been preaching after the day of Pentecost, and he's been preaching to people about the history of salvation and, and what God is now doing in the New Testament age since Jesus has ascended into heaven. And the people are quickened after they've listened to a sermon, and they ask him, well, so what do we do? And Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, two things. First, be baptized, water baptism, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. All of that is always connected with salvation. Baptism being the, the, um, a symbol that you and I, um, Witness to the world that you and I become believers in Christ. Um, And then the Spirit comes in and is the witness, the inner witness, that you and I belong to Christ. And so that's, that's all of that background. Now this week what I want to do, and I haven't quite figured out what all I'm going to do in this series yet. But today I want to talk to you about recognizing the Holy Spirit's voice from all the other Spirit's. That may speak. That want to speak. How do you recognize when it is the Holy Spirit that is speaking to you? And I it's going to be a very simple message. Because I'm going to lay out two just two critical things that are very important for all Christians to, to know and to understand about the Holy Spirit. And the first one is this. The Holy Spirit, if He is speaking to you, will always always, always honor the Lord Jesus Christ. He will not go off on a tangent that draws people away from a focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. He will not even draw attention to himself. The Holy Spirit, if he is speaking to you, will always lead you in the direction of a focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're going down some other path, And blaming it on the Holy Spirit, you better stop that. The Holy Spirit will always, always, always lift up, exalt, honor, and centralize Jesus Christ in your life. Look at this verse. um, uh, There's two, I don't have them up on the screen, but Romans chapter 8, verses 9 and Philippians one nineteen even calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Christ. That's his name. That's what he's called. If you want to know what the Holy Spirit is, he is the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ living inside of you. So who is he going to honor? He's going to exalt and honor the Lord Jesus Christ. The second thing um, that... um, John says, John chapter 14, verse 21 says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So now Jesus says, first of all, that the Father is sending the Holy Spirit to us in his name. Focused again on Christ. The second thing, John says, is if the Holy Spirit is speaking in your life, he's going to remind you of what Jesus said. Now, here's the deal. If he's going to remind you of what Jesus said, you have to have had some of that in your head already. So people who are oblivious to the Word of God, who have no Bible background, never feed themselves the Word of God, they're listening to Fox News or CNN, and they're listening to music all day, and this and that, and reading all kinds of magazines, and never in the Word of God, I want to tell you, they are not going to hear from the Holy Spirit. It is impossible. The Holy Spirit reveals what Christ has said, and you have to be in the Word of God if you're going to hear the Holy Spirit the holy spirit is the is the meat that the holy spirit the, the the word of god is the the tool that the holy spirit uses to speak to you and he's going to bring that out and you need to be in the word if the holy spirit is going to speak to you the next verse just a chapter later, says, when the advocate comes, whom I will send you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. Now, here Jesus says, I'm sending you from the Father, the Holy Spirit. And what is he going to do? He's not going to testify about himself. He's going to testify about Christ. He's going to exalt Christ. And so those two things are very important. Now, when I was at seminary, Um, In Wilmore, Kentucky, there was a United Methodist um, guy by the name of David Siemens, who was a great counselor, wrote a number of uh, books, um, Healing of Damaged Emotions, and and a lot of books down that line. And he built, I think he was at Wilmore United Methodist Church for about 28 years, and I quite often attended there just because I I just really enjoyed him and his ministry and all of that. But... um, One of the things he said one day in one of his sermons was Christ represents us before the Father, but the Spirit represents Christ before us. And so the Spirit is the one who will always keep bringing Jesus Christ into the focus of our life. He vindicates the name of Christ, he teaches the truth of Christ, and he fills us with the power of Christ. John chapter 16, verse 7 says, But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. And so we see in this passage that the Holy Spirit replaces the physical presence of Jesus in our life. Now, if you go to Acts chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, um, that That book is really talking about the continuation of everything Jesus began to say and began to do. Jesus has ascended into heaven, and now the disciples, now the early church takes over, and they do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. And um, Luke writes this, In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. And after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles, he had chosen. And so basically what he's saying there, the Holy Spirit is still doing the work of Jesus. He's still doing the teaching of Jesus and he's doing it through the church today. He, he did it there in the early church. He did it there in the apostles. And now he wants to do that through us. And if you and I are connected with the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit is going to be doing the works of Jesus today through us. He's going to be teaching the, the teaching of Jesus through us. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. So now if you put all of this together... It is quite clear that the Holy Spirit is all about Jesus. That's, that's his big number one role in your life. And we can talk about fruits and we can talk about gifts and we can talk about other things that we're going to get to. But the number one thing we need to understand is the Holy Spirit is always going to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Spirit of Christ. He comes in the name of Christ. He reminds us of what Christ has taught us. He testifies about Christ to us. He replaces the physical presence of Christ. And he continues through us the deeds and the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, before I go on to my second point... There's something else that I want to say about all of this. And that is the Holy Spirit obviously is not self-centered. The Holy Spirit is not arrogant. If the Holy Spirit was self-centered, he would be all about drawing our attention to the Holy Spirit. (laughs) but no, he draws all of his attention and and his work in your life and my life is to draw us to Jesus and to continue to draw us to Jesus our entire life. So the Holy Spirit is not self-centered. The Holy Spirit is not arrogant. The Holy Spirit is humble and always pushing us to think more about Jesus. So, That being the case, if the Holy Spirit is at work in your life, what is he going to do? He is going to make you not self-centered. That's his nature. If the Holy Spirit is at work in your life, he is not going to allow you to be arrogant and think everything is all about you for very long. Because that is not the spirit of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit always leads you to think about Jesus and honoring and exalting him. So if the Holy Spirit is really at work in your life, it's not, your life's not going to be about you. Your life is not going to be about honoring and exalting yourself. It's always going to be pointing away from yourself and pointing to Jesus. I don't know what is wrong with this iPad today. Um probably has to do with the operator as John always says. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is like the lights that shine on Mount Rushmore at night. Now when I go there just because I'm odd I always look to try to find the lights and where they're coming from and all of that. But sometimes they're a little bit hard to discover because they're not there to draw attention to themselves. Those lights are put in and designed to draw attention to Mount Rushmore. And that's what you see when you look at night. You just see those four faces all lit up. That's the purpose of the light. That's the role of the Holy Spirit in your life, is not to put the light on you, not to shine on you, but to shine on Jesus and to draw your attention and the people who are around you to draw their attention to the Lord Jesus Christ. So the Holy Spirit will cause us to think about and to honor the Lord Jesus Christ. And just as the Holy Spirit doesn't draw attention to himself, but to Christ, the Holy Spirit will work to draw our attention to Jesus and not to ourselves. Now, we have been praying as a church for several months that God would give us a passion for Jesus. I want to state that that is impossible for that to happen unless the Holy Spirit is greatly at work among us. We will never develop a passion for Jesus unless the Holy Spirit is doing his work. Because that is the work of the Holy Spirit. That's not our work. (laughs) You and I just don't naturally develop a passion for Jesus Christ. That's the work of the Holy Spirit among us and within us. And so we need the Holy Spirit if we are ever going to be passionate about Jesus Christ. So the first thing, the way you recognize the Holy Spirit, if He is speaking into your life, He is always pointing you to Jesus. And He will not distract you in some other oddball direction. He will point you to Jesus. The second thing is not maybe as comfortable for us to hear in our culture today. But the Holy Spirit... Will be recognized because he will always speak truth. Our culture doesn't even believe in truth. They don't believe there's absolute truth, and and my truth is my truth, and your truth is your truth, and as long as you believe what you believe, that's fine. What I believe is fine as long as I believe it, and and that, you know that's that's all the world we live in today. The Holy Spirit has God's truth, and it doesn't bend or wave or change for you or me or anyone else. God's truth is God's truth. It's absolute. It's always consistent. It never, ever wavers. It never, ever changes. Truth is truth. And the Holy Spirit will always speak truth, and he will speak it into my life whether I like it or not. The Holy Spirit isn't scared of hurting the feelings of Adrian Timmons. And the Holy Spirit is not scared of hurting your feelings either. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. That is his name. Three times in John. John chapter 14, verse 17. John chapter 15, verse 26. John chapter 16, verse 13. Three chapters in a row... This Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth. Don't ever, ever say the Holy Spirit told me something that is contrary to God's Word. Don't ever, ever say the Holy Spirit told me to do something that you know is, is against what the teachings of God are. The Holy Spirit will only speak what is true. What is the truth? So, that, that's the next thing that we understand. John chapter 16 verse 13 says, But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own. He just won't speak on a whim. He speaks based on the Word of God, based on the truth of Christ, based on the truth He receives from the Father. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He knows what's ahead. Nobody else knows that. Not Hillary Clinton. Not Mr. Trump. Not anyone else. They don't know what's ahead. The Holy Spirit does. He will speak to us about those things. Now, so being the spirit of truth, who is he going to honor? He's going to honor Christ because Christ said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." So, if the Holy Spirit is speaking in your life, He's going to honor Christ again, and He's going to honor the truth that Christ spoke in, uh, for each one of us. So, being the truth of honor, uh, being the Spirit of Truth, the other thing He's going to honor is the Word of God. Again, friends, if if you and I are living our lives, and it's so easy for us to get lazy in this, but if we are living our lives and we never put the word of God in us, that don't expect the Holy Spirit to be speaking to you. That's irrational. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. You have to give him some fuel to work with. You have to be in the word for the spirit of truth to reveal the truth to you. So we have to be in the word. Um, He's going to come and he's going to speak the truth to us. Now, the Holy Spirit, why is the word so important? First of all, the Holy Spirit is the one that inspired it. All of those writers that wrote the, the, the books of the Bible for us, they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. He inspired it. So the Holy Spirit is dependent on you actually reading the word of God in order for him to speak into your life and remind you of what God has already said to you. Um, the Holy Spirit was involved in giving us the word of God. You find that in Acts chapter 1, verse uh, 16 through 20, Acts 28, and then 2 Peter 1, 21. And in this first one, in Acts um, chapter 1, verses 16 through 20, Luke writes about Judas being replaced as a disciple and he and he says the scripture had to be fulfilled that the Holy Spirit spoke through David and so Luke is saying man the Holy Spirit inspired David when he wrote Psalm 109 verse 8 concerning the fact that there was going to be a disciple that needed to be replaced. The Holy Spirit did that. You go down to um, Acts chapter 28. And Luke responds, uh, records the Apostle Paul saying, The Holy Spirit spoke the truth to your ancestors when he spoke to the prophet Isaiah. And so all the way through the word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit. That truth is the truth that the Holy Spirit uses when he speaks to us. And then John says... The Holy Spirit guides and leads us into the truth of Scripture. So the truth of Scripture is the tool that the Holy Spirit uses in our life. And the Scripture does not come alive until the Holy Spirit is at work in us. So there's the passage where Paul says, um, I believe it's in Corinthians, where Paul says that the the scriptures are veiled. Our minds can't understand the scriptures very well before we are Christians. Why is that? Because the Holy Spirit has not come into us to open up our minds, to open up our lives, to understand the scriptures. We need the Holy Spirit to understand them. Now, like, remember Peter, he says of Paul's writing, Peter says, Paul writes some things that are really hard to understand. Amen to that. I was reading my devotions this morning reading in the scriptures and there's some things I just went through this morning and I said I don't understand that at all. but I went on to some other stuff I did understand. And there will come a day when the Holy Spirit will reveal and I'll learn more and I'll understand some of those passages. And every day, when you read your scriptures, there's going to be some things that you don't understand, but there's going to be other things. And the more you're in them, the more you're going to come to understand the Word of God and what He wants to say to you. So I want to say this. The Holy Spirit will never lead you in opposition to the Word of God and there are people out there that will say, you know, the Spirit told them to do this. I had one man in one church I was pastoring told me that the, that the Holy Spirit told him it was okay to divorce his wife because she didn't make him happy anymore. I'd like to know when the last time was that man was in the Word of God because that was not the Holy Spirit that he was listening to. It was some other spirit. I can tell you that for sure. You need to be in the word of God. And when somebody comes up and has a word from the Holy Spirit for you, one of your first questions ought to be, how much time have you spent in the word of God this last week? They need to have have been in the word if they're going to come and tell you something and they have a message for you. They need to be people who have been in the word of God before they come preaching to you. Telling you what the Holy Spirit said. Maybe the Holy Spirit could come talk to you directly. Um, <laughs> so, I, I just put that out there for you. Don't go telling other people what the Holy Spirit had to say about them. If you're not in the Word of God. And maybe you ought to trust the Holy Spirit to go talk to that person directly. Now, I do need to come to a conclusion. Um <laughs> So, this has been kind of a hard message, um, but it's very simple. If you want to recognize the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is going to honor Christ and he is going to honor the Word of God. Now, so you will recognize the Spirit's voice in you from any other Spirit that speaks to you, in that he will always be Christ centered. And he will always be truth-centered. And the Holy Spirit won't mind telling you some things that you're not happy with. (laughs) You know, your spirit will will tell you whatever you want to hear. (laughs) Your spirit will lie to you. The Holy Spirit will not lie to you. It will never lie to you. If you are self-centered, if your life revolves around you, I'm going to tell you this up front. You will have very little interest in the Holy Spirit. It's just a fact. If your life revolves around you, you won't care a a whit about the Holy Spirit and His work in your life. Because you're really not interested in Jesus and you're really not interested in the truth of the Word of God. You're just interested in you. And the Holy Spirit will come and He will destroy that. If the Holy Spirit's at work in your life, he will destroy self-centeredness and he will destroy the spirit that is in Americans that says what I believe is more important than what the Word of God says. If the Holy Spirit's at work in your life, you will begin to care more about what the Word of God says than what you think or feel today. And you will begin to think more about Jesus and what he says than about what you think. The Holy Spirit will do those two things in your life. Now there are people that you know that you just kind of tune out. And you tune out because you know they just don't have what you, you know, they're not going to offer you something you want. You all you you already have thought of that person in your head. <laughs> There's just people out there that you're just going to tune out um, right away. And I want to say to you, if you Trusting yourself and you live for yourself, you are going to tune out the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is, has very little interest in you. The Holy Spirit is interested in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit is interested in truth. You have to make a determination. If you want to be a spirit-filled christian you can be a christian and just have the holy spirit dwelling inside but you can keep them in a lockbox. and i want to tell you if you want to make a difference for jesus you cannot keep the holy spirit locked up inside you have to become holy spirit filled and you have to get over self-centeredness and selfishness and and you know just the lack of discipline that keeps you out of god's word you have to be in the word and you have to get over yourself. If you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God, the best thing you can do with your life is to trust in God and give your life to God and see what he does with it. If you're passionate about Jesus and you're passionate about the word of God enough to develop a discipline to be in the word of God, You're going to develop a hunger for the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Because the Holy Spirit will reveal the Lord Jesus Christ. And he will reveal the truth of scripture to you. That's his main purpose. That is his number one agenda in your life. Is to make you passionate about Jesus. And to make you passionate about the word of God. That's bare bones, <laughs> truth. It's up to you what you do with the Holy Spirit. But it does take a decision. you got to decide you're done focusing on yourself and you're going to let the Word of God take root in your life. We're going to sing a little chorus written back, I think in the 70s, by William and... And um, what's her name? Gaither. Gloria. Um. (laughs) Come Holy Spirit. I need you. And um, as we sing that, I would just invite you this morning. You may be here and you may be ready to say, okay, there's some things that need to happen in my life. But I want to invite the Holy Spirit. I want to just take the... The lockbox box off the Holy Spirit. And I want to give them some freedom to come and fill me. And I want the Holy Spirit to be able to. Honor Christ. And honor the word of God. And speak to me in my life.